If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me is always the faceless wonder himself, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. Uh, thanks, Patty. Good to be here. Uh, fi- I think I'm finally over my depression from the NBA final. Yes, finally. You ready to make some money on the NBA draft? I'm ready to say that, but I'm ready to I'm ready to put money on the NBA draft. How about that? Perfect. Sounds good to me. And joining us is always the tan man, the voice of God himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. Thanks, Patty. Ready for the lightning to get hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we all are. I think we're all banking on the uh, lightning to pull it off tonight. But we're not starting there, so let's not jump ahead. Everyone but T.Y. Right, exactly. T.Y. is very heavily invested into the avalanche. Um but that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, gentlemen, we're starting off with, is John Wall the greatest businessman of all time? So as you guys know, it came out yesterday that John Wall exercised his player option to stay with the Houston Rockets for $47.4 million this year. Now, for those who don't know, John Wall did not play at all last season. He last played in the 2020-21 season. He played 40 games and averaged 20.6 points, 3.2 rebounds, and 8.7 assists. So, I mean, that's that's reasonable, right? I mean, it's a small sample size. He yeah. 20, out of 20 games out of an 82-game season. But I will say this. he, he uh, In his career, he averages 19.1 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 9.1 assists. That's over his entire career. Um, but he also didn't play the 2019-2020 season. And during that season, right before the start of that season, he signed a four-year, $171 million contract, fully guaranteed with the Washington Wizards. But then after that one season that he missed in 2019-2020, he got traded to the Rockets. Um and keep in mind as well, when he signed that contract, he was 29. He is now 32, and he's only played 40 games on this contract. Um, I did try to do some digging for players who averaged around the same amount of points. I know you can't really compare those necessarily, but uh, I wanted to see what their contracts looked like. Um, first one I looked at was LaMarcus Aldridge. So he has averaged 19.1 points per game in his career as well. Um, his best contract in his career was two years, $50 million, and only $33 million was guaranteed. And then, on the other hand, I looked at Kawhi Leonard. Um, he is averaging 19.2 points per game in his career. His current contract is four years, $176 million fully guaranteed. So he is on par with the Wall contract, but wouldn't you rather have Kawhi right now than John Wall? Uh, do either of them play? Well, Kawhi didn't last season, but I still think I would take a Kawhi over a John Wall. Well, yeah, but, like, 
I mean, either I'd rather have neither of them because right now you're paying all that money you just talked about to have no one take the court for you. So, yeah. I mean, Wall was Wall was healthy last year. He was told to sit out so he didn't get hurt, right? So what happened was the the not last year but the year before. Um, he played like the first half of the season. So he played 40 games and that's when they said for him to sit out. And then that continued on last season to where they said, Hey, we're going to try to find a trade partner for you. We're going to try to trade or figure something out, but we don't want you to get hurt or anything like that. And so you're, you're right in a sense where he just sat out last year. He, he was, he could have played, but he sat out the entire year. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm exercising my player option for this $47 million for this year. And you guys are either going to have to trade me or buy me out. That That's what came out after it said he exercised his player option. Fair enough. He'll get traded for, I mean, if he gets traded, it'll just be for another terrible contract. Right, right. But it, it's just absurd to me. I mean, Diz, any, any thoughts on John Wall? for him yeah yeah i mean having played 40 games on a four-year 171 million dollar fully guaranteed contract doesn't seem like all that bad of a deal well i mean he wanted to play last year though you think he wanted to play last year or you think he didn't want to play last year i think he probably wouldn't have mind playing last year yeah yeah but Oh well, I I just felt like we had to talk about it. I mean, John Wall's contract, and I what as soon as I saw that he exercised his option for forty seven million dollars, I was floored. What happens if he comes back and plays pretty good this year, Pat? Well, what's your definition of pretty good? Uh, what puts up like eighteen, like eighteen and three or something a game. I don't think it's worth forty-seven million, but I think it would no, probably be worth maybe I mean, thirty. You gotta look back and think about that contract of why that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Because they were the Washington Wizards, and you know, not necessarily a small market team because it's not really a small market, but they're not a big fan base. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, they also the NBA basically everyone wants to live in LA. Yeah, uh, like Kyrie. Kyrie wants to live in L.A. with LeBron. Everyone wants to either live in L.A. or New York. So, like, teams like that, they have to pay. They have to give – if their player meets the qualifications to get that max contract, they have to give that max contract. Otherwise, they'll lose the player. We see it all the time with the Pacers, right? We – we had to give a max to Paul George, and he still left us. But uh, if we don't give someone a max, they're not going to hang around. It's just not not going to work. They're not going to come back in free agency for less than like a max contract. Right, like, and that is the reason because uh, the teams like that's the reason the max contract or the super max is what it is. You can only get the super max from your team, like right. for re-signing for them, and that's what you know they use to keep people there. That's the reason. Cause you get that extra fifth year, you know, you get that fifth year player option, which John Wall just, you know, exercised or, or did he exercise his fourth? It was his fourth. His fourth, but off the supermax, you can get that fifth year that you can exercise and you get the extra money. That way 
you know, because otherwise, if you could only offer the exact same as, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers could just get everyone they wanted. Right, exactly. Which they still seem to do, but... They, they, they still seem they, to manage they mess all themselves, right. They messed themselves up with cap space this time, so that's on them. Yep, yep. Um, so, do we want to transition directly into the NBA draft since we're talking about the NBA, or do we want to go to some golf? Uh, you're the host. Up to you. You steer the ship. Let, let, let's go Let's go NBA draft. Let's not get too crazy here, even though the sidebar says otherwise. So, Tyler, I think you agree with me. The top three picks are pretty much set in stone at this point. Maybe even the top uh, four. Yes, sir. I mean, we're not sure what order. Yeah. But the top four seem pretty much cemented. Definitely the top three. The fourth is still a little bit of a wild card, but it's pretty heavy favorite on who it's going to be at this point. Yep. Um, so right now, actually, I should look right now because these odds, these odds are just absolutely all over the place. Uh, Jabari's been pretty firmly planted as the number one for the past few days, with his odds actually be getting worse as time goes on. So. Yes. So I made the notes on this episode like probably around noon today, Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time. If you go right now, Jabari Smith to go number one overall to the Magic is at minus three thirty. So it has jumped Jeez. almost a uh, hundred points over a span of five six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren to the Thunder minus two seventy. So again, odds are getting worse, and then number three overall to the Rockets. Paolo Banchero, and that's at minus 260. So if you're looking at those three and you agree with what everyone else is seeing, I would not advise taking any any action on those picks. Can you, like, I don't, I don't really bet on drafts ever. Can you parlay, like, that all three of those will happen? There might be in, like, a draft special. Um, there's a section where you can parlay uh, first, people to be in the top ten. Well, there's also a first four draft picks exact order. So if you went Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, and then Jaden Ivey, which are the odds-on favorites for each of those, it's plus 105. Oh, my God, that value is horrible. Correct. I mean, they're pretty much set at this point. Uh, the only one you're really going to see swapping around there, I mean... It might be worth a look at that uh, Jabari, Paolo, Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey for plus 500. Might be worth a, you know, might be worth a little sprinkle on that just in case. Yeah. Am I the only one that's not super high on Chet Holmgren? Um, I mean, it's question's not about his game or skill. It's just about his body, honestly. Yeah. He's like a twig. Like, I've been listening to like every draft podcast I could find the past few days trying to get it. And the consensus seems to be that like everyone that watches his tape that like he did not like really make a single mistake in all of like his one season of college. Like he basically made the right play every time. Was, you know, great on defense, you know, played within the 
excuse me, put it in the system, did exactly what they asked him. Like, all the question marks are just about will he hold up being as skinny as he is. Gotcha. So, yeah, if you want to mix in those first three or four picks and change up the order, that's the only way you're getting value. If you pick just the straight-up favorites, you're not getting much. I mean, even Jaden Ivey to go four is at minus 155 now. Um, that's even probably a little too high for me to even consider taking. And just to let everyone who's listening know just how locked in these top uh, three picks are, you know, for the number one overall pick odds, Jabari Smith minus 330, Paolo Banchero plus 300, Chet Holmgren plus 450, and everyone else is plus 20,000. Yeah. From those three down, plus 20,000. Yeah. So that's how locked in your basically your first three picks are there. And then, as you said, Jaden Ivey minus 155, still just awful value. So, yeah. So when we start getting into the interesting thing is the fifth overall pick, which is the Pistons, right? Right. The favorite here is Keegan Murray at plus 165. But I think mm-hmm. Mathurin goes here, Tyler. Um, you can get him right now at plus 190. When I was looking earlier, I got a, I could get him at plus 280. There you go. And then I'm guessing if you're thinking that's happening, you're thinking Murray's going sixth. Correct. And I, ever since this whole draft process started, I had a feeling that Keegan Murray was going to go to the Pacers. I just, it was one of those weird feelings. You're like, I know the Pacers. I know what the Pacers are looking for. Murray feels like the fit here, right? I'm not, I'm not buying into like the, I know early on miles had said that, uh, Shaden Sharp was looking to possibly go to the Pacers. Um, there was talks earlier in the week that Mathurin was going to go to the Pacers, but I don't think he'll be there for the Pacers. I, I think Murray just fits in with what the Pacers are looking for, and I do think a lot of people are saying, right, Murray's the most pro-ready uh, draft pick. Uh, I think most people are yeah, they're saying he's pretty pro-ready. Him, well, of the, you know, non-big three there. Right. But, yeah. And so but, I I, uh, I do think that he uh, Murray goes six and Mathurin goes five. And I mean, if you do, if you agree with Miles, though, mm-hmm. uh, you can get Shaden Sharp's NBA draft position of under seven and a half or plus money right now. Is that still at plus or my? Uh, hold on, where did it go? Plus one forty two for his under on seven and a half. If you agree with Miles on that one. Oh yeah, I love that. So I took that, but that those odds have actually gotten uh, better, or like away from what I originally had. Um, when I was looking at it earlier, under was minus one hundred two, and now it's all the way up to plus one forty two, and that just gives I can't. It's mind blowing to see how how much these odds are changing in a matter of hours. I mean, I took Shaden Sharp a couple days ago on his over uh, at minus one thirty, just because. I, I just don't think that he's going that high. He had a bunch of bad workouts and stuff from what we've heard. We haven't seen him play since really high school, so I don't know. There's a lot of good players in this draft. I'm not sure if you want to risk taking him that high at seven. You know, at seven. Right, yeah. And Tyler, 
Dyson Daniels, do you think he ends up going seven? He's he's another tough one because I mean he's the Australian kid that right. He he's the one that went uh, straight to the G League, right? Yeah, I think he's the Australian kid that played on the what is it called G League Ignite team. He is like I've heard a lot of like Lonzo Ball comparisons towards him. He's a defensive, you know, defensive first point guard. Mm-hmm. He's huge. He's like six seven. Okay, a pretty good point guard. Uh, you know, likes to throw the outlet passes and stuff. Uh, not really a shooter at all. So like, you know, a lot of Lonzo Ball comparisons from what I've seen so far. Gotcha. Well, his over under is also set at seven and a half. But, of course, his over is the one that's juiced to plus 120. So I assume then that means a lot of people think he's going to go seven because I don't think he's going five or six. Um, let's let's check the, uh, check the draft order and see here, Patty. So we've already basically chalked our opinion through six. Right. And seven is Portland. Yeah. They have Dame Lillard. Do you see them taking a guard, a so, non-shooting point guard? I've, I've seen kind of two thoughts on this, right? We all know the yeah. Trailblazers need as much help as possible. They they have Dame Lillard, but for how long do they have Dame Lillard? That's the question. Um, is this a guy that can kind of sit under Dame or even work alongside Dame and figure things out? Or are you hoping that, you know, you guys are going to get rid of Dame this season and let this guy take over? Can he take over this early? Um, but I don't know. I think the the thought is that they draft this Dyson Daniels guy and he just kind of becomes a protege to Dame Lillard, kind of like CJ was. Because CJ came before, after Dame, right? Uh, I don't know my NBA history that way. Okay, well, anyways, I think that's the thought is maybe have a guy that can come in and learn a little bit from Dame. But to me, I feel like there's so much need around the, that entire roster that uh, yeah, you maybe look for someone someone else who maybe can help you right away as opposed to a project guy this early in the draft. But granted, as we're saying, um, most of the people projected in the like seven to twelve range. Uh, we've got multiple guards on those. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, basically, from what I've seen, like the seven through nine is mostly guards. You know, Johnny Davis, Shaden Sharp, uh, Dyson Daniels, um, AJ Griffin. It could be a two or a three, depending. You know, he's a six six shooter. Mm-hmm. So they're all in that area. Um, Sohan, you know, big defensive uh, power forward he could go there as well Mm -hmm. so I mean like we said this draft is kind of wild I feel like I'm going to take the over on Dyson Daniels there personally I like it I'm riding with you alright getting plus value at that whereas he's literally like one pick pretty much away in our opinion from Falling above that line uh, seems seems like a good move. I agree. All right, Tyler. Anything else that catches your eye or you're looking at um, for the NBA draft? 
Um, let me see what I Um, I took a little flyer on the little five leg top ten pick parlay there, Patty. Let's see. How did you do that? What did you do? Let me see. Uh, in that top ten, the top ten draft pick party, you can parlay up to five people together. Oh, so now, okay. I think it gives you three fairly obvious ones at minus 20,000. Right, yeah. To choose from, and then you go from there. So, I mean, I juiced mine up for a little value. So, I'm not really expecting it to hit, but value-wise, I liked it. You know, I took Sharp and Mathurin. Mm-hmm. You know, both for terrible odds. Threw in... Uh, Usman Dang for, mm-hmm. you know, minus 140 at the time. And then I threw in. These two are both very iffy. Uh, if teams, if a team wants shooting, they could go for A.J. Griffin. I got him at plus 220 and Jeremy Sohan. He's a great defender and probably the only guy in this draft that can switch one through five. And you know how much teams value that at this point or now with how heavy pick and roll teams have gotten. Mm-hmm. And so you get him at plus money too and that put those five with the two that terrible value at plus twelve oh two. Whoa, hold on. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you went Sharp Mathurin, yeah. Diang, Sohan, Sohan, and Griffin. Yeah. And you know, if you want to swap out, I think Griffin's probably the least likely to go there. But like I said, teams like shooting. Someone you know, he's got that Duke pedigree team seem to like too, so Dude, I'm, I'm with that. That's incredible value. I'm I'm all the way for it. I mean, with we're definitely getting. I think we're definitely getting four of those in the top ten. Uh, the fifth one's a little scary. Yep. But hey, that's that's gambling, baby. That's gambling, baby. That's just my little draft hail or hail mary parlay today. That you can't really parlay much on here. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. All right, Diz, let's talk some golf. Let's talk the Travelers Championship. Uh, This tournament this weekend is being played at TPC Highlands in Connecticut. Uh, This is a Pete Dye-designed course, and it's a short one. Uh, It is the fourth shortest course on the tour. And a fun fact about this event, 12 of the last 15 times it has been here, it has been decided by one shot or less with six ending in a playoff. Oh, and this is the event last year where it took eight holes for Harris English to defeat Kramer Hickok. Do we know any value there on like margin of victory or like the odds for there to be a playoff or something? Or there's props you can take. I tried to, uh, I tried to look, I didn't see anything on FanDuel. Maybe you can look on DraftKings Diz, but, uh, if there was a bet where you could take like margin of victory to be one stroke or or less, I would hammer it. Absolutely. I'll look into it. Okay, perfect. Also, uh Tyler, breaking news. Let's go. The Blazers just traded their twenty twenty five first round draft pick for Jeremy Grant. Now, where where does that where does that leave the Pistons at number five? 
What? That might, <laughs> I wish that, that might be the dice that might bump him to Dyson. <laughs> oh, man. Dexter's up their 3-4 set or slot. They need a guard now. That that could they affect everything. So that could game. move Dyson to 5. That would move Mathurin to 6 at the Pacers. Hey, they could trade back, too. You never know. Who are the Pistons? The Blazers. Yeah. That's wild. That's gambling. <laughs> all right sorry back to the travelers uh Diz, any, anything you're uh feeling or you're liking i know i have a few bets that i'm putting in for my dumbest dummy but is there anything that uh you've looked at catch your eye anything like that i have not patty i'm all ears <laughs> well i'm gonna save that part for the dumbest dummy competition but uh i got some i got some good stats some good things to back up my picks so we will cover that when we get there. So let's move on then to the NHL Finals. Game four is tonight in Tampa Bay. Uh, they say the series isn't in jeopardy until you lose on home ice, Diz. Uh, so are, are, are you feeling the lightning to win another one tonight? The the line is so evenly um, valued. Yep. I'm hesitant. but That's what um... it was last game. We've seen when the lightning strike Ooh, that like they are hot. There. Yeah. Um, I think the lightning are going to win, but I don't like the value, so I'm going to stay away. I'm rooting for the lightning heavy because I got them to win the series at plus 150. Right. Um, I know T.Y. dropped a 100-piece <laughs> on the abs to win like 15 bucks or something. 120-piece, so please. Put some respect on T.Y.'s name. 120-piece to win how much? Like thirty bucks. So how much is he gonna win if he hits? Like thirty bucks. So if if T Y if the Avalanche end up losing this series, T Y is down bad. How much does he win? Sorry, I cut out. Thirty. Oh Jesus. So. Oh Jesus, T Y. <laughs> hey, T Y likes a little bit of uh, action, a little bit of craziness going on. Um. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Bolts. I think they're going to win, but I'm not throwing any money on the game tonight unless I take the over six. See, I disagree with you there. I think this is the game where Vasilevsky shows that he's the best goaltender in the game, and I think this game is going to be a tough grind-out game. I could see this game being 2-1 Bolts at the end of it. Okay, but that's just me. We may have to stay away from this game for group best bets because, to be honest, other than the Lightning, just straight up, I don't feel particularly great. But let's move on to our dumbest dummy picks. I went zero and one on Monday. Diz, how did you do? I went zero and one as well. And Tyler. Uh, how many did I have? I know I had. You just had one. I you... I hit... Oh, I hit then. Yeah, you went one and zero. Oh. You hit that uh, plus four fifty. Yes, sir. Yeah, those those baseball boosts when those hit, man, those are those are the juicy ones. Nice. So in the competition, I am up point five two units. Diz is up three point eight five units, and Tyler is up seven point two units. 
So Tyler's looking pretty with those boosts. Tyler, why don't we start with you then? Why don't you go ahead and give us the one boost for tonight? Uh, I will try. Um, guarantee uh, these names are harder than the last one. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with uh, McKinnon. Yep. That one's easy enough. This one's where it gets hairy. Uh, Rantanen. Rantanen. Yep. Uh, McCarr. Yep. And Stomkos to each record one, one plus point. Okay. Or and that is plus three hundred now. Okay. Boosted from plus two twenty. So pretty good value. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel great about it. I feel like that's a lot of people have to score a point, especially in a game where I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. But uh, hey, I've been wrong about these boosts before, right? Hey, I'm. I mean. I don't know much about hockey, but that just seems like a lot going on for one game. For sure. All right, Diz. You, do you not have anything to bet? All right, I'm walking into my house. You guys go first. Okay. So I have one, two, three, four Dumbest Dummy picks, and two of these have actually changed quite a bit probably since that news of the Jeremy Grant trade, but we're doing it anyways. Um, so I took Benedict Mathurin to go fifth overall at plus 280. Now those odds have obviously changed quite a bit. Um, again, these are all kind of speculation picks. Nobody really knows a whole lot. Um, but uh, now that the Pistons have Jeremy – no, the Pistons got rid of Jeremy Grant. You'd have to assume they're going to try to fill that position, right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just tough because, like you said, they kind of need everything. So. Right, right. So maybe I can, maybe I still have some hope here with Mathurin. Uh, probably. I like it still. He's, he's a good player. But I think this is with a classic situation where someone shoots up the draft board pre-draft and he goes as high pretty much as he can go, which is probably five, because like we said, one through four is pretty much locked in. So I'm liking Mathurin to go five, and then I took Shaden Sharp under seven and a half draft position at minus 102. So those are my two basketball draft-related ones. A minus, minus 102 dummy dummy? Who are you? Oh, come on. I take minus value picks all the time. That's not the patty parlays that I know. I was going to say, that's not necessarily true, but minus 102 is pretty close to plus 100. All right, now my two Travelers championship picks. I get, I like Justin Thomas to win the Travelers at plus 1,100. Um, based on my research, there was one thing I focused on. So with this course being short, it has the shortest average approach distance of any course on the tour with an average of 151 yards on approach shots. So I looked at approach shots from 125 to 150 and 150 to 175. 125 to 150, Justin Thomas is first in the field in that approach shot. 150 to 175, again, Justin Thomas, first in the field in approach shots. And he also ranks sixth in strokes gained approaching the green. So... I think Justin Thomas ha- will have his like wedge game on point. Um, he's 
obviously the best on the tour at it. I think he'll go low this weekend, and uh, after a kind of a disappointing U.S. Open, I think he bounces back with the victory here in TPC. Uh, oh, I forgot what the course was called. TPC Highland? Is that? Yes, TPC Highland. Okay. And then this one is probably my favorite pick. Uh, Brian Harmon to finish top 30 at plus 100. So Harmon isn't one of the big hitters on the tour. He ranks 180th on the tour in average driving distance. But that doesn't matter here. He actually ranks 12th on the tour in driving accuracy, so I think he'll keep it in the fairway. And on top of that, he finished tied for fifth last year at this tournament. So he's got good uh, history here at the course. Um, He actually, I think, ranks like first in strokes gained on par fours on the PGA Tour, which a lot of these are par fours and a lot of them are short par fours. Um, So I I think getting him to finish top 30 is a steal at plus value. And then I also took a flyer on him to win the dang thing at plus 4,800. So that's what I got. Diz, what do you got for us? So at the beginning of the pod, I had nothing. But like an angel's message from heaven, my guy Doug texted me that he is taking the athletics money line against the Mariners at plus 115. So, hey, we're riding with Doug until he wins at this point. I wish it was the (laughs) other way around. Um but we're riding with Doug until he hits. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I had no idea what to bet on tonight. I didn't really like anything in the Lightning Avs. And MLB, Rankle told me to bet on the Mets, and I didn't realize it was a day game. So, Doug to the rescue. Doug to the rescue. Doug, Doug. All righty. Uh, group best bets time. We went two and one as we usually do on Monday. So as a group, we are up seven point nine four units. We are zooming in. We're focusing, trying to get over that eight point three mark from March. We're, we're close, gentlemen. We're close. Yes, sir. Just thank you. Our listeners were betting hundred dollars per bet we have. They'd be in good shape. Yes, this is true. This is true. All right, gentlemen, what are we feeling for group best bets? Getting that part of the year where there's not much to bet on, Patty. So it sounds like you're going to rely on me in baseball. I mean, you are the baseball guy. Um, what about what about Dodgers' first five, Pat? I love that pick. There's, again, no reason that the Dodgers should be this short of favorites against the Reds. I understand Castillo is pitching. I understand it's in Cincinnati. But there's not, I mean, the Dodgers pitcher has a better expected ERA than um, Castillo does. And the Dodgers are a better hitting team than the Reds are right now currently. So, absolutely, Dodgers' first five money line was where my head was immediately going. Money line, not minus half. I I mean we could for better value, but I mean typically if the value for first five money line is anything under minus one fifty, I'm okay taking the money line. But I'm willing to take a half if you want for better value. So the value. Dif- the difference is if it's tied after five, we get our money back. If if we take money line and it's tied, we get our money back. Okay, let's ride that. Okay. 
Bets are now locked on the seventh overall pick, Patty. Ooh. With that trade. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. All right, another one that I really like in baseball tonight, gentlemen, is taking the San Francisco Giants' first five plus a half a run versus the Braves. So for, you know, research sake or whatever you want to say, uh, Carlos Rodon is going for the Giants. He is pitching a hell of a season. Let me see what his ERA is. I don't have it off the top of my head. So Rodon has a 2.84 ERA this season, and he's going up against Charlie Morton, who has a 5.08 ERA. The Giants are the better hitting team, and we can get the Giants at plus a half for, like, minus whatever it was. For minus 132. So to me, Giants' first five plus a half is a no-brainer here. I'm with it. And then, do we ride with our guy Doug Dez for this last one? I'm not gonna lie, Doug is like my favorite coworker and one of, like, honestly, a good friend at this point. Yeah, I have never made a bet of his that has won me money. <laughs> I had to preface there because no disrespect to my guy Doug, right? Um, but I would say no. Okay, then I have two. I old- think. Just let let me lose, let me lose that one. I would keep you guys out of that. <laughs> okay, so then I have two alternatives for you. I have the Royals first five plus one and a half against the Angels. Um, the the thought process there is the Angels are just really really bad. Um, the Angels. Let me see. Yeah, the Angels have lost the first two games against the Royals, which the Royals might have the worst record in baseball. And they lost the first two games of the series, and it's in Los Angeles. So getting the Royals at plus one and a half seems like a decent move to me. My other, I'm all right with that. Well, do you want me to give you the other option? Or yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see what else you got. My other option is taking the St. Louis Cardinals' first five plus a half versus the Brewers. Now... Wainwright is pitching for the Cardinals, and granted, Wainwright is not as good on the road as he is at home, but the Brewers are pitching Lauer, who is not as good as Wainwright, and uh, the Cardinals are the better hitting team in this situation too. So you can choose Cardinals plus a half, or you can choose Royals first five plus one and a half. I would lean Angels. You mean Royals? is yeah yeah, yeah. am i on mute or something well i i said you mean royals and then it disappeared but also now yeah yeah yeah. betting against the angels let me see if i can get so that's what i would lean that kansas city royals plus one and a half is now minus 152 do you still want to take it at that or do you want to take royals plus a half at plus 128 well, minus 152 is out of our dumbest dummy range, right? I mean, by like two cents. I'm not going to say, no, we can't take it at that. I say we be ballsy and do Royals plus half. All right. I like it. 
All right, so for group best bets, we have Dodgers first five money line versus the Reds tonight. We have Giants first five plus a half versus the Braves and Royals first five plus a half versus the Angels. Beautiful. All right, gentlemen. Well, it would be time for the Hail Mary parlay of the day, but it already lost. So Damn. We, we can thank the Mets. The Mets screwed more than just Rankle's plays. They screwed my plays. They screwed everyone's plays. So thank you, New York Mets. All right, gentlemen, anything we need to get off our chest before we uh, call it a day? Can we get a sit rep on Sunshine? Yeah. I think I mean, he's getting his wisdom teeth out today. How would we get a sit rep on him? Maybe shoot him a text or something? I didn't know if he'd been... You haven't been checking up on Sunshine? What I haven't. Doesn't... We Some really are. Cat, but you just... I... Yeah. Uh, they're saying that the Charlotte Hornets are trying to unload Gordon Hayward and they are here's the actual tweet Hornets are looking to trade one of their two first round picks alongside Gordon Hayward to clear cap space for retaining Miles Bridges so hmm. I mean he's got a huge cap hit but if you can pick up a first to take him on he's not a terrible player yeah, I mean, Hayward just didn't work with the Hornets. Like, I, I think that's well, he, fair to say. He, he, I mean, he's been hurt ever. Like, he's been hurt more often than not ever since he left Utah. Right. Just that. I mean, Pacers may swoop in, grab an extra pick, pay, pay Hayward some money until he's gone or until he leaves. Hometown kids sell some jerseys. Oh yeah, bring him back home. People would love that shit. For those five games a year he'll play. Word. Sunshine is okay. He did not get his wisdom tooth out. So. Oh, oh yeah. For those that are wondering. So he's oh, still yeah. in pain. He still has wisdom tooth pain. I don't know that he ever had pain. I think he just had no, to get he it never, checked. He never had pain. They just checked it, and they were like, if you're ready today, we're just going to do it. But I don't think that he's ready to get them out yet, so. No pain at this point for Sunshine. Except for the Reds sucking ass. But... That's what the Reds need. The Reds need Sunshine to come on the podcast and give us a Reds money line. Yeah, you're right about that. We need to make that happen. Maybe Friday we need to make that happen. Hey, before we sign off, I got to give a quick shout out to the Podfather. He's currently on my on his way to my house to mow my grass because I grew grass in my yard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy a mower because I wanted to see <laughs> if the grass would grow before I bought the mower. And uh, I didn't, turns out the grass grew and I still don't want to buy a mower. So the Podfather is en route to mow my mow my lawn. So shout out to the Podfather. Man, that's like an hour round trip drive to mow your lawn. To mow yeah, I think I'm going like to buy him dinner. Eight feet of grass. I, I think I'm going to buy him dinner and go to the Eagle or something, but. Oh. Hey, hit me up. I'll go with you. <laughs> I'm going to Godfather. Hey, you're welcome to close. join. I live close now. Well, uh, on that note, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. 
Also, make sure you go to our YouTube, type in Sports Betting by Dummies in the YouTube search bar. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Share us with your friends. Share us with the people you don't like, whatever the case may be. Let's get the word spread out about this guy, this podcast. But uh, we hope you have a nice, profitable middle part of your week, and we will see you all on Friday.